You're listening to Boxy Girl Radio. Welcome back. This is part two of our conversation with Janelle Cumpy. I'm your host, Hannah Sarimian, and this is Boxy Girl Radio. So my dad and having cancer was um, something that was not expected. I mean, we haven't had cancer in our family before, and my dad had this weird... um, just kind of an annoying cough, you know, and he always took Prilosec or whatever it was for acid reflux every day. And his cough would continue and continue and just a little annoying, nothing like hacking or, you know, like it sounded like he was sick or anything. But after about a year, I told him, Dad, that's not normal for you just to continue to cough like you are. You should probably really go get that checked out. So um, he finally did and went to the doctor and, you know, they ran some tests and everything. And so when he went back, he got his results and... I remember that day because I had called him and it was after work and I asked him, how did your doctor appointment go? And he was silent. He was silent and he said it was not good. And I just said, what's going on? Are you okay? And he couldn't talk. And he said, finally, um, chimed in and said, no, it's not okay. And he found out that he had stage four esophageal cancer. And his diagnosis to death was six months. So it was a surprise already and um, for it to be so quick, I felt jit. And most of all, I felt jit not only to lose a loved one, but for my kids. And he was just always so good with the kids always so patient and so loving and kind and would take them out in the backyard and just show them around. Look at bugs and flowers and whatever, you know, is out there just to show them and teach them and just be so patient. And now they didn't have that from their granddad, you know, their grandfather. And um, most of all, he was so excited for me to have a daughter. And uh, mainly because he wanted his 
revenge. <laughs> so um, that she would be spirited and cause me as much stress as I caused him, which I always told him was very evil uh, <laughs> to wish that on me. And uh, so, yes, she is spirited. And I know that I have my hands full with her, but she's loving and kind and incredible, uh, as is Aiden. But um, he was just so excited for me to have a little girl. Always feeling, yes, always asking that of yourself, second guessing. And, and um, I, I know that my dad always looked at me and said, do you think that we were good parents? And I had to look at him and say, I know you did the best you could and you're doing the best you can. I go, but man, you were really strict. Um, and he would argue with me until his death, actually, of things that... I'm like, Dad, that didn't occur that way. You're remembering it all wrong. I promise you, I did not do that. Um, but, you know, I just did. I felt robbed for him to be gone so quickly. And he was 68 when he passed. And it just wasn't fair. It just felt like I wanted my kids to grow up with him. And I wanted more time so I think yes cancer sucks and it takes loved ones and I wish we could find a cure because just the pain and suffering of not only those that are walking through it themselves is that so difficult, but just the pain and suffering of family members trying to um, walk through that with their loved one and not being able to do a darn thing about it. You are, you just feel so helpless and you try and do whatever you can, you know, be there, um, like you make meals or, you know, try and shove protein shakes down their throats because they're not eating and... Um, you know, my dad would say, my, I feel like there's metal in my mouth constantly mm -hmm. and I don't want to eat. And I'm like, but dad, you have to keep up your strength. You know, just have this protein or let's juice and let's get all these great things in your body to help fight this. And unfortunately it just wasn't enough. Now, having experienced the life-changing effects of cancer herself, Janelle felt compelled to accept the nomination for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's 2018 Woman of the Year. As a nominee, her goal is to raise awareness and fund research to help save lives. Being nominated uh, by a friend who also walked his walk through the disease and fought cancer was very humbling. I mean, I never would have expected to be nominated for that, but it was funny because he came up to me and said, man, you would be great. You would be great. You know, think of how much money you could raise for cancer research and for this organization and for the families that, um, that need LLS's help, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's help. And I just kind of, you know, passed it off and, 
you know, it took me a while to even think about, okay, what is this going to require? Um, do I have the time? Can I put forth the effort? Because if I'm going to say yes to something, I'm going to go gung-ho and I'm going to do the best that I can possibly do for that, whatever I say yes. That's my word. So I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was getting myself into and it took me a while, like I said, just to say yes or, or no and, and take the pass because I wanted to think long and hard about it and about that kind of commitment. And just something was speaking to me, like, just do it. You're, you're thinking about it that much, just do it. It's 10 weeks and you do the best that you can and have a good time doing it. Have a, you know, have fun doing it. And I am a little bit competitive and it is a competition against five other women uh, just who can raise the most funds and I just think of it as okay this is a competition I want to do well it would be great if I win but gosh look at who the winners really are and it's not me it's not any other of the candidates it's those families that 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 money goes towards to help them walk through this just horrific disease and going towards the organization and I couldn't be happier. It makes me very happy to know how many people really rally around the cause and knowing that yes, cancer does touch everybody and knowing that you're not alone and you can get through it and do something positive with the experiences that someone like me has gone through. But one thing that going through it did teach me is you have one life and you better make the most. But one thing I did learn is having, you know, one, li one life to live that it's so, so precious. Do what you can to be kind, uh, to use your skill sets and what you're placed on earth for. And your dad acted as sort of a catalyst, right? I, I, you know, I've shared with you about my own mom who is a heroin addict and, um, you know, I lived a huge portion of my life and I probably still do to some extent trying not to be her or make her the mistake she made. But, you know, I wouldn't be the woman I am if she wouldn't have been my mother. And so I don't have... You know, especially being a parent of, you know, like a 21-year-old, there are so yeah. many things that I'm going to need her forgiveness. Sure. That I live yeah. with guilt and shame and regret. And I'm like your dad. I'm like, was I that bad? <laughs> was I really a horrible mom? <laughs> was I that Please bad? Please tell me it's okay. Exactly. Um, but you know, the truth is, is I wouldn't be the mom that I am or the woman that I am or have the drive that I have or do the things I've done, be as intentional about my life without that catalyst. Right. And that, you know, our childhood is one of those. And then death 
trauma, tragedy. You know, and I think a lot about what, when we experience times of like joy and feeling like everything's just in harmony, that can't happen without understanding the loss. Absolutely. And that comes over time and appreciation for that and that sort of, you know, balance. Yeah. Everyone has had some kind of trauma or experiences in their life and you just need to decide, am I going to be a victim to this or am I going to jump on the train to move forward and learn from it and do something positive with it and make different choices in my life or what do, what do those choices even look like and what can I do in learning those experiences and learning from them and um, what you know, how can I make a positive contribution or how can I be a joy to others that are around me or in my life or involved with me? Um, and how can I live a life that I'm happy and proud of as well? So I think everyone uh, that, you know, we we're shaped with our many experiences. Um you know, and just, you never should have regrets, but especially if you're learning from mistakes and you should feel safe in order to make mistakes, you know, down the road as well and not beat yourself up. But knowing that you don't fall victim or you're not a label of that trauma and being able to be a great steward and a great friend and a great parent, wife, husband, whatever, you know, you may be in, in this world and just learn from your experiences. In 2010, I started this crazy, beautiful, boxy dream of mine. I set out to create versatile, high-quality lifestyle products that could relate to the modern woman. Fast forward to 2018, and the Boxy brand has garnered a loyal customer base, global recognition, and a vast celebrity following. I've gone through multiple cycles of failures and successes in my business endeavors, and have also witnessed many women whom share in those same experiences. What I've observed in my journey is that failure either becomes an individual's defining moment or failure moves us to learn and to consider other possibilities and opens doors to opportunities we could have never dreamed of. Professionally, there are so many things really that I am proud of looking back at my career. I mean, I was part of building an entrepreneurship center at Fresno State on the campus. I was really loving the programs that we were able to bring to the Valley and uh, just the children that we touched because 
there's these kids in the classroom who don't think they have any sort of passion or any sort of skill set in order to build a business around that. And it's always great or greatest if you could build a business around something that you're passionate about and live for that because then it's not work, it's life and joy. And you get to make money off of it if you're successful. But just to see kids that may be from broken homes or, um, you know, having trauma in their life as well to be able to say, hey, yeah, there is something I'm really good at. You know, being able to discover that and actually seeing that light bulb go off and just a switch in their look and how they think of themselves and how they become more confident of themselves. I think that was pretty cool to see and to see a, a center on campus of, you know, Fresno State that's still um, in existing and going through changes and, you know, still helping so many discover their dreams and make them become a reality. I think that's really great. And then transitioning from so many years at Fresno State, 14, a lot, <laughs> to going into um, being able to be a leader of, you know, uh, the Marjorie Mason Center and helping victims and children and of domestic violence and just chaos. But focusing on helping women where they are and to discover that they are more than they think that of themselves and like I stated earlier they're not that label that people have put on them that they are a great human being that can make great choices for themselves and for their family helping them walk that walk but also um, implementing children's programs within the center and being able to rally around those kids and help them flourish where they've been stifled and help them through so much chaos and, and trauma and just violence in their lives. And to see their little faces light up, it's the best feeling in the world. When I look at somebody, I think that everyone has different strengths and I can learn from so many people and I never, I guess it's just my confidence or what have you, but never think that, oh, I'm the smartest person in this room and nor would I ever want to be because I also feel like you should surround yourself with smart people and people that are smarter than you and that you can learn from and um, that would make an even stronger and better team, especially in business. I mean, I was always looking for that person that knew something more than I did and was never intimidated by that, but just celebrated that like you rock that girlfriend and you go and you are going to do great things and right now you're making this organization 
tremendous because of your skills and talents. I love being around people and women that have those different skills than I do and can celebrate that and um, really uplift and empower them as well to discover what those are and that they could do it on their own. They don't need somebody telling them because they're ultra talented. And friendship wise as well, I think that we all can learn from each other. And if there is something negative, um, a relationship that kind of brings you down, then you really have to look hard and at that relationship. Are they taking more from you than uh, they're willing to give? Uh, maybe it's because they need you at a certain time or need your help. Maybe, I don't know. You know, you just kind of look at it as like, what, why are they placed in my life? And do I need to truly spend time with this? You know, does it make me feel bad? Um, is it causing strife in my life that I don't need? in particular um, but definitely always think that people cross paths for a reason and are placed there in different times in your life for a reason and you should take from that what you can and definitely move on we're all beings that grow our minds grow uh, what we learn from and own our experiences we grow from that in our professional life and our personal life and we're just kind of you know here on earth navigating these paths that we're not even sure if we're taking the right one and just trying to trust in our faith so as far as friendships you know i just sometimes have to set boundaries and that's tough it's a tough one for me boundaries it's like what does that mean and how long am i willing to give of myself all the time instead of getting something so if it's not a positive relationship i've i've had those quote unquote breakups with girlfriends and it's painful and hurts at a time when you're in it, but you look back on it and you can say, okay, wow, what did I learn from that? What am I not going to do? And what can I do better? Um, who am I going to allow in my life? Because like I said, life is so precious. Why even bog yourself down with the drama and the BS that you don't need? and that isn't serving a good purpose in your life. But it's not an easy road at all. And to really focus in on that and recognize that, like, wow, why do I always feel bad when I leave that conversation or, you know, that friend? Um, or surrounding yourself with people that you feel great around and are happy and just fill your life with positivity as well and you know you're smiling and laughing and just having a great time and can have real conversations it's it's like what they tell you when you get older 
you have less and less friends. And when you're young, you think, oh, you know, they're all my friends. I mean, look at social media. Yeah, they're, you're friended on social media and you've got, I have 3,000 friends. And do you really know everything about each one of those? Are they true friendships? And so when you have a handful of people that you can call your friends, that's a discovery of just experiences in life and being able to um, understand what those are and just be so grateful of that. Really, really grateful. So I have a great tribe. A great one. Our lives are composed of the stories we tell about ourselves, about our place in this world, and about each other. On Boxy Girl Radio, it is my privilege to share with you the stories of women who, through their own loss and successes, through their own pain and joy, show me how to do this thing called life. I want to thank Janelle for opening up her heart and sharing candidly with us about her trials, about her successes, about pain and joy. She's a woman I admire and I'm tremendously grateful for. Please consider making a donation to Janelle's campaign for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's 2018 Woman of the Year. Donations can be made by May 18th directly on Janelle's fundraising page, M-W-O-Y-G-E-N-E-L-L-E dot org. Every tax-deductible dollar given counts as a vote for her as the candidate for Woman of the Year and supports the LLS mission. With this campaign, she has the opportunity to name a research grant in honor of her dad, Gene. If you would like more information about LLS or the Woman of the Year campaign, please email Janelle directly at janelle.taylor at gmail.com. I'm your host, Hannah Srimian. Thank you for listening to Boxy Girl Radio.